0: Good afternoon. I can't believe it's 3 o'clock already. This is Harold Littlejohn CPA on Business Buzz. Local, national, worldwide, and news of the universe. Hopefully related to business. I can pretty much tie any good article into a business discussion, I think. But I've got tons of good information for you today. I'm looking forward to sharing that. If any of you have any comments or want to talk about anything, you can call... KKXX Life Radio, 894-7325, that's area code 530. And I'd love to argue with someone today. Uh, It's a great day. The weather's getting a lot better. Not quite as hot as the summer was, and it's just very nice. Business is good for the CPAs in town at this time of year because if you filed a tax extension in April... Your tax is due October 15th. That falls on a Sunday, so technically the date that it's due this year is Monday the 16th. If you're filing online, you can do that all the way up until midnight local time, but of course you never recommend doing it at the last minute because what if your computer were to crash at 10 minutes to midnight and you hadn't filed it yet? So you definitely want to get things going on time. Just in case you're somebody who filed an extension for yourself but you didn't finish your taxes, then you need, might need some help getting that done and you've only got 10 days from now to get it finished. My office is always good at, even if somebody's coming in late in the season, I'm happy to try to help if I can. And unless it's something super huge and super complex, uh, if I see you in the next few days, I could go ahead and I'm sure I could end up getting that done for you on time if you have your information ready so just an idea also if you filed an extension with another CPA office don't forget to get your information to them because they may have just not contacted you lately but it's up to you to make sure they get the information in time for you to file timely and also don't forget if you owed tax in April and didn't pay it the extension is an extension to file not an extension to pay. So anytime you owe past April 15, you will pay penalties and interest on the tax balance. But like I've said before, the penalty rate is a lot lower when you have an extension filed. So there's a penalty called late payment penalty that you get when you didn't pay the tax by April fifteenth. But if you didn't file an extension, then you get a late filing penalty and that's 10 times higher than the late payment penalty. So I want you to keep in mind that don't forget to file even if you can't pay the tax. It'll really save you money when it comes to the penalty side of things. If you're legally filing with an extension, you pay much, much lower penalties. So where do we begin? It's been a while since I haven't had a in-house guest here. So I'm actually just going through some topics that I've wanted to get to the last week or two, but I haven't been able to. And I think it's, as usual, information that you need, and it'll really help you if you at least read some of the alternative side of the news that you may not be getting from the basic business news, uh, CNBC, Fox Business. Uh, They're good for, you know, learning what, what did the Dow do today, in fact, I noticed that I believe it's another record Dow. I think it was 22.7 at around lunchtime when I happened to see that number on Bloomberg Business. So if you are in a standard stock investment that has the broad market, you're probably doing well right now. But you do want to keep in mind that every so often that broad market index goes down by usually around 40 to 50%. In the year 2000, the indexes went way down. I know the tech index in 2000 was the dot-com bubble. The index that went down the most in that one was the NASDAQ. But a lot of people now have their brokers putting them in tech and NASDAQ-type mutual funds also. So you need to look at your portfolio and see what you've got. But that market crashed big time. I know it was the largest percentage drop. So in 2000, the market went way down, especially the tech stocks in the dot-com bubble. In 2008, following the real estate crash, which didn't crash everywhere quite as much as it crashed in some places, but the stock market also took a huge dive, I think 40 to 50%. I'd have to look at the numbers. The interesting thing for you conspiracy buffs like me is... The actual low of the S&P 500 during 2008 or 9, when the market was hitting its low was 666. I'm not sure how that could possibly work out, but that is where the low hit before the market started going back up. Now we're back to the Dow at 22.7. The S&P went from, since '09. the S&P in eight years has gone from I'm doing the math in my head, 666 to about 2500. That's almost a four to one move. That is a pretty good move for the people who happen to buy on the lowest day of 2009. For the rest of us, it wouldn't be four times. It might be three times by the time we work our way in. So the main thing to remember is that if you've been fortunate enough to have retirement money or just plain assets in a growing account that's got this rise involved, so you've been riding this thing from 09 to 17 now, eight years of prosperity in the stock market, it's not a bad idea to think about at least taking some of that profit and what they call booking your profits. There's an old saying I really enjoy, no one ever went broke taking a profit. Put it this way, it's kind of like if you've ever been at the gambling at the casino and somebody says, hey, I'm playing with the casino's money. All that means is if you sat down at a blackjack table with $100 and now you've won and you've got 200 you take your original 100 and you put it back in your pocket and now you're actually playing with the casino's money. If you've doubled, let's say your IRA started at $100,000 in '09. Well, of course it was, you know, 150 or 170. Before that, it dipped down to 100, and let's say now it's back to 200. Well, that's in your IRA, but you're you still may be exposed to the stock market. If there's a 50% crash, that 200,000 could go down to 100,000 in a matter of a couple of months. Remember the other rule that I like you to know about these markets go down a lot faster than they go up. If you look at a long-term chart of things like the S&P or the Dow, you'll notice that the long-term gains like this 09 to 17, this is a real steep one, but still, it's an eight-year climb. These 50% drops can happen within a few months. They don't take very long. So what I'm saying about playing with the casino's money is, if you've doubled your IRA and you're still in the stock market today with that IRA money, you could take the original 100000 that was in there in 2009, set that aside within your IRA. Don't take it out of your IRA. That's a huge tax disaster. Leave it in your IRA, but move it to a money market account or something that doesn't fluctuate up and down. So now your 100000 is your playing with the casino's money, and if it doubles again, then you didn't miss out on the next big move. But in case the market drops 50 percent like it does every eight years or so, think of it this way. Now your IRA that had 200 has 100,000 in cash, so that 100 didn't drop, but the 100 that you left in the casino money play in the stock market might go down to 50, but you've still got 150. If you were to leave it the whole 200 in and the market drops 50 percent, you're down to 100. That's a terrible thing to have to make back up because here's the other big secret that your broker doesn't always mention. If you lose 50% of your assets in a market crash, the question I have for you is what rate of return on that money that you have now do you need to make to get back to even? And the real bummer of that is that the answer to that is 100%. You lost 50% of your value, but in order to get back to where you were, you have to double your money now. Well, if we're even talking about retirement accounts, we're probably talking to people who are at least 40 or 50 years old that have built something up. Sure, there could be some young people who've done real well, but most of the people I'm addressing here are probably 50 to 60 years old or more. Do you really want to figure out that it's going to take even another eight years to get that back? there's major risk in letting large amounts of your money sit in a combustible thing like a world record all-time high stock market. That's my opinion. I'm not a financial planner per se. I'm just a second opinion, and I don't recommend what you put your money in, but I do recommend that you watch what you have and you don't expose it to high-risk assets where half of your nest egg or half of your life savings could be gone within a couple of months. And it's been known to happen and it could, it, could, it could happen again. The interesting thing that made me really think about that is that we're in October. October is notoriously the worst stock market month of the year over history. There's statistics on all of this, but I can tell you the two big ones was the giant crash in 1929 which was in October. And a huge one that I remember listening to the radio that day because I had to travel for work from Chico to the Bay Area was 1987, had a huge crash. And I believe 25, it's either 20 or 25% of the S&P or the Dow got lost in one day. That's around the time they started what's called the Plunge Protection Team. If you notice some days you'll see a day where the Dow is down like 3 or 400 points and starting to look like uh-oh this could be the big one and miraculously about 20 minutes before the market closes everything just comes right back up and maybe it's a 100 100 point loss where it was a 3 or 400 point loss 20 minutes earlier that is called The plunge protection team, it was put in after the 1987 crash. There will be people who will deny that this thing exists, but I guarantee that it does. I've been reading these things for 30 years now, since the 80s. They have our money somehow in a big fund that they can actually go in and buy these stocks when they need to. That's another reason I don't like to see you having all of your money in the market because what if they decide that tomorrow is the time they want the plug pulled for whatever reason. If that's the case, then they might not support that market. So you could have a situation where the Dow's down three or three hundred and fifty points, people are starting to call their broker and say, Hey, I want out, I want out. If they if we didn't have this protection in place, that's the day you could see like a ten thousand point fall. But what I'm saying is if they don't come back in and buy stocks, it could just drop like a, you know, it could just drop like a trapdoor. So just be careful. Protect your money. Don't leave it all at risk. Okay. My next topic that I really want to talk about a little bit is our President Trump. He started out in his campaign saying a lot of things that aren't happening right now. And I think one of my main comments about that is if he truly is playing 4D chess like everybody said he was back in the first few weeks of his administration, all I can say is I sure hope he figures out how to make the moves in the next three and a half years because almost a year of his term has gone by, And we don't have any tax reform. Uh, The tax reform was going to be huge in the part of it that he had promoted that was going to say imports will be taxed, but exports will be pretty much tax-free business, which would encourage a lot of American manufacturing and more exporting. So there's lots of things that he said that he didn't do. And I'm not going to be political here, because as I've said before on a previous show, I've chosen to step away from the uh, voting system. It's a personal choice I made about 12 or 14 years ago when I suddenly realized that if I believe a new system is needed, why would I continue to support the old one? So not that I have all the answers. I don't have an idea for a completely new system. But I do believe that the voting system and the vote counting, the computerized things, and just the whole two-party system in general is not serving us as a population. So I chose to drop out. So you won't catch me saying I voted for Trump. But I, you will hear me saying things like, like I like Trump. I liked his campaign. I liked the fact that he was a sort of an outsider, even though he's such a big businessman with all these loans all over the world that he's bound to be connected to a lot of places. But... I won't ever say, you'll never catch me saying I voted for someone because I've chosen not to. Now, the article that I wanted to talk about relating to Trump on that subject of the fact that his administration so far is not getting done the way he has sort of promoted his America first uh, uh, knocking war and uh, saying things weren't that great when he was a candidate. I'm going to read this article. It's actually from... Um, it's called Moon of Alabama is the blog that this came from, and I will read this article as soon as we come back from the break. Stay tuned for Business Buzz on KKXX. Be right back.
1: Here's Rick Box, founder of Integrity Resource Center, with today's Integrity Moment.
0: My friend Steve misses having honest conversations with co-workers due to our era of political and racial discourse. He believes it has become more difficult to gain understanding of other diverse views when we stop listening as soon as we learn the other person thinks differently. In a Wall Street Journal article written by radio host Celeste Headley, she
2: expresses similar concerns and has some advice for learning about others. Celeste claims the purpose of listening is to understand, not To determine whether someone else
0: is right or wrong, an ally or an opponent. Proverbs 1.5 teaches, a wise man will hear an increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel.
2: Be willing to listen and gain understanding, even from those with whom you disagree. To
1: order Rick's new book, Unconventional Business, visit integrityresource.org. That's integrityresource.org. Hi,
2: it's Matt Four.
1: And Erica Smith.
2: And you should join us every Friday for Chico Now Friday at 30, 5 and 9 p.m. Why do you say? Why should you join us? <gasps> because we like to have so much fun. We do. And we talk to people in the community, organizations and businesses. And we hope that you listen because we enjoy it. And we want you to be there because without you, we might as well be talking in a closet.
1: <laughs> you are there, right?
2: I am here <laughs> on KKXX 104.5 FM and 9.30 a.m.
0: Welcome back to Business Buzz. This is Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I was on the subject of President Trump and the difference between his campaign and what he's actually been accomplishing lately. And the article that I'm going to read from, and I'm not saying this is all true. I know a lot. The facts of this article are true. The opinions I'll leave up to you. But I just want to present this because I think everybody needs to kind of analyze here what's going on with the White House since uh, the inauguration where I believe America First was mentioned 10 or 12 times. I also remember in the campaign that the high Dow Jones Industrial was a bubble, but now it's a bragging right. So things have changed. So anyway, I'm just going to read some of this article. It's called How the Military Defeated Trump's Insurgency. And it says... Trump was seen as a presidential candidate who would possibly move towards a less interventionist foreign policy. The military has taken control of the White House process, and it is now taking control of its policies. It is schooling Trump on globalism and its indispensable role in it. Trump was insufficiently supportive of their desires and thus had to undergo re-education. When briefed on the diplomatic military intelligence posts, the new president would often cast doubt on the need for all the resources. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis and Secretary of State Rex Tillerson organized the July 20th session to lay out the case for maintaining far-flung outposts and to present it using charts and maps in a way the businessman-turned-politician would appreciate. Trump was hauled into a Pentagon basement tank and indoctrinated by the glittering four-star generals he admired since he was a kid. The session was, in effect, American Power 101, and the student was the man working the levers. It was part of the ongoing education of a president who arrived at the White House with no experience in the military or government and brought with him advisors deeply skeptical of what they labeled the globalist worldview. In coordinated efforts and quiet conversations, some of Trump's aides have worked for months to counter that view, hoping the president can be persuaded to maintain, if not expand, the American footprint and influence abroad. Trump was sold the establishment policies he originally despised. No alternative view was presented to him. It is indisputable that the generals are now ruling in Washington, D.C., They came to power over decades by shaping culture through their sponsorship of Hollywood, by manipulating the media through embedded reporting, and by forming and maintaining the country's infrastructure through the Army Corps of Engineers. The military, through the NSA as well as through its purchasing power, controls the information flow on the Internet. Until recently, the military establishment only ruled from behind the scenes. The other parts of the power triangle, the corporation executives and the political establishment, were more visible and significant. But during the 2016 election, the military bet on Trump and is now, after he unexpectedly won, collecting its prize. Trump's success as the not-Hillary candidate was based on an anti-establishment insurgency. Representatives at insurgency, Flynn, Bannon, and the MAGA voters, which is Uh, Make America Great Again, drove him through his first months in office. An intense media campaign was launched to counter them, and the military took control of the White House. The anti-establishment insurgents were fired. Trump is now reduced to public figurehead of a stratocracy, a military junta which nominally follows the rule of law. Stephen Kinzer describes this as America's slow-motion military coup. Ultimate power to shape American foreign and security policy has fallen into the the hands of three military men. Being ruled by generals seems preferable to the alternative. It isn't. It is no great surprise that Trump has been drawn into the foreign policy mainstream. The same happened to President Obama early in his presidency. More ominous is that Trump has turned much of his power over to generals. Worst of all, many Americans find this reassuring. They are so disgusted by the corruption and short-sightedness of our political class that they turn to soldiers as an alternative. It is a dangerous temptation. So uh, that's what I wanted to tell you about. um, And it goes a little further here. The junta is bigger than its three well-known leaders. Kelly, Mattis, and McMaster are not the only military figures serving at high levels in the Trump administration. CIA Director Mike Pompeo, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, Energy Secretary Rick Perry, and Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke each served in various branches of the military, and Trump recently tapped former Army General Mark S. Inch to lead the Federal Bureau of Prisons. This is no longer a coup waiting to happen. The coup has happened with few noticing it and ever fewer concerned about it. Everything of importance now passes through the junta's hands, and I remember reading this article a few weeks ago. This is a quote from a chief of staff: John Kelly initiated a new policy-making process, in which just he and one other aide will review all documents that cross the Resolute Desk. The new system is designed to ensure that the president won't see any external policy documents, internal policy memos, agency reports and even news articles that haven't been vetted. To control Trump, the junta filters his information input and eliminates any potentially alternative view. Staff who oppose the policy no longer have unfettered access to Trump and nor do allies on the outside. Kelly now has real control over the most important input, the flow of human and paper advice into the Oval Office. For a man as obsessed about his self-image as Trump, A new flow of inputs can make the world of difference. The Trump insurgency against the establishment was marked by a mostly informal information and decision process that has been destroyed and replaced. So anyway, I won't go on any further. You can read this article on uh, zerohedge.com. It's called uh, How the Military Defeated Trump's Insurgency, and I wanted to share that with you because I've noticed... uh, when all of the trump guys started leaving and now all these new guys are in and they start limiting who gets to talk to the president you know the chief of staff of the white house that's like the guy running running everything he's the one who's going to like like this article says he's going to he's going to decide who gets to see the president who doesn't and now they're even deciding what papers and what articles the president ends up seeing so uh, to be honest in, in my opinion this whole Trump election is just business as usual. Uh, There's not going to be any major changes to anything. So if you're doing well under the current system, you'll probably continue to do well. Uh, If you're not doing well under the current system, I'm not saying there's no hope. I mean, the the United States is still the best place in the whole world that I've heard of to be able to go out, uh, start your own business, make your own money. Of course, yes, you'll pay income tax. It's not The lowest tax in the world, for sure, it's pretty high. But the main thing about it, like my dad, the uh, accountant for years and years, used to say, hey, it's like you have a partner. Pay your partner and you get to keep yours. Whenever his wealthy clients would complain about all the tax they had to pay, first he would tell them, well, hey, look, you wouldn't be paying all that tax if you didn't make a lot of profit. And number two, just think of it as your partner. You're paying your partner off with his 50% but you get to keep the rest and reinvest the rest, uh, start another business, uh, do whatever. And that, you know, I will say that, uh, make no mistake about it, I am not, when I, whenever I quote an article talking about Trump or some crazy thing going on, I am not uh, anti-American by any means. I'm just anti-establishment, and I'm anti the same old thing for another 100 years. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think it's helping anybody that we uh, don't ever change. We never change anything. Uh, You know, I've talked about the deficit many, many times. In fact, my next discussion coming up momentarily, as soon as I find that article, is really, really interesting. If you've been listening to me at all, you've heard me rail about the $20 trillion federal deficit that will never be repaid. And that's why we have zero interest policy is because if interest rates were normalized, which would be, say, 6% on $20 trillion, that would be $1.2 trillion per year in interest alone, which would completely devastate—that uh, would just pretty much end everything. So that's why we have low interest rates, and this deficit is— uh, th- Trump and the Congress are bypassing any idea of a ceiling on the federal debt, so it's just going to keep going up and up. So the next article I'm going to read to you from is another one you should read. It's from a, a place called usawatchdog.com, and get wait till you hear the title of this one. $21 trillion missing, U.S. government, a criminal enterprise. Hey, how's that for a lead-in? We will get back to that as soon as we get back to the break. Thanks for listening to KKXX and the Business Buzz. Be right back.
1: Hi,
2: this is James McDonald from Walk in the Word. Hey, it's always great to hear that a new station partner has come on board. If you've heard our broadcast, then you know I'm passionate about sharing the truth of God's Word get fired up about your relationship with Christ, join me each weekday on Walk in the Word. And be sure to check out all the resources available to help you grow strong in the Lord. Just go to our website, walkintheword.com. Join us for Walk in the Word, weeknights at 6 p.m. here on KKXX.
1: Rock House Dining and Espresso is known for their patio. Enjoy the ducks and chickens visiting the patio in their environmental, farm-fresh, lively atmosphere. Rock House is an iconic landmark in Butte County since the 1930s. Seven minutes north of the Lime Saddle Bridge, only two miles past the hardware store. Originally built in 1937, the two buildings served as restaurant and tavern, shower house, barber shop, gas station, and cafe. The coffee shop is a cozy hangout spot, great for coffee and conversation, and working is both functioning dining and a fun look back at our rich Butte County history. Visit the patio and enjoy. Rock House serves burgers, pizza, coffee, and smoothies. Enjoy music and great ambiance, conversations, and service. And there's a Christian band coming October 7th, live at 5, live music every Saturday. It's Sinners and Saints on the main stage at Rock House Dining and Espresso on Highway 70 in Yankee Hill. Hey, America, we need to have a little talk. We've got a lot of food in this country. We've got so much food that we
2: can't eat it all. So how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? That's why the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks gathers surplus food and gets it to hungry kids who need it. Support Feeding America on your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back to Business Buzz. I was right in the middle, of, and this is a short one, so don't worry, you won't fall asleep while you're driving on this one. So, like I was saying, the title of this article is $21 Trillion Missing, U.S. Government, a Criminal Enterprise. The author of, well, the, the blog is called USA Watchdog. The guy's name is Greg Hunter. He's, a kind of a, he's kind of a YouTube guy that does news reports and financial reports. But the person that is talking about this is named Catherine Austin Fitz. She is the former Assistant Secretary of Housing, and she's now an investment advisor, so she's not just a nobody on the Internet. So I'm just going to read this to you. It's very short, and uh, you, you will be amazed. So remember, our federal deficit's $20 trillion, which I claim will never be paid back. And here we go. Investment advisor and former assistant secretary of housing, Catherine Austin Fitz, says you can add $21 trillion of missing federal money on top of the $20 trillion U.S. deficit. It's all in a new explosive report on Solari.com, S-O-L-A-R-I. And I know that's her website, but I'll get into where you can find the details in a little bit. Fitz explains, this is $65,000 for every man, woman, and child resident in America. In addition, it is now more than the outstanding official debt on the UN's balance sheet. We know that the U.S. government has been run like a criminal enterprise from a financial standpoint. So uh, hopefully you're imagining right now, okay, where did this come from? This next paragraph describes where this came from. The new report was put together by Dr. Mark Skidmore at Michigan State University, and it is a detailed year-by-year study of Department of Defense and Housing and Urban Development budgets between 1998 and 2015. The missing money is called undocumentable adjustments, but that may just be a polite name for theft, fraud, and crime against we the people. Fitz contends, quote, Here's the critical issue because technology is leading us through tremendous change and the people who get their hands on this technology and are able to subsidize the cost of capital are the ones that are going to win. They have done that by basically hijacking the federal credit and using it to help centralize power under them. So we have to reverse that and the Constitution is the tool to hold them accountable. All their arguments just fall down when you realize they have just stolen an enormous amount of money from the federal government outside the law. The U.S. federal government doesn't have information sovereignty, and it doesn't have financial sovereignty. So we have to return it to that, and we have to keep that mechanism open long enough to get this money back. Fitz contends that the deep state swamp creatures do not want to give the money back and want to tear up the U.S. Constitution in order to keep all those trillions of stolen dollars. Fitz explains, you want to preserve the Constitution because you want to have individual sovereignty, and you want your taxes to only go into things that have financial and national sovereignty. So that has to be restored. The reason they want to tear up the Constitution is they don't want to give the money back. There's a legal mechanism that requires us and gives us the power to reverse this. They say we have $20 trillion in debt, and there is no money. It's a very different policy discussion if I can say, wait a minute, there's $20 trillion in debt, but you stole $21 trillion. And we're putting that back on the table for purposes of this policy discussion. In other words, we the people could pay off the entire federal deficit with the money that was stolen and still have $1 trillion left over. Fitz also says, here's the magic trick. You don't need everybody to change this. It only takes 5 to 10% of the population to completely turn this around. It doesn't take everybody, and that is one of the things that has got them so scared. We don't need to implode the federal government. We need to take it back, clean it up, and get it to run according to the law. So this, you can actually listen to the interview on that USAWatchdog.com, but I've read this, this woman's uh, articles before. But this thing, if you find this article you can link on the actual forms that they're talking about and it's unbelievable it goes year by year through the department of defense financial statements and some years have like 1.2 trillion in the just in the unexplainable column i think what do they call it in here again uh, undocumentable adjustments hmm i wonder i wonder what my clients would say if i told them that their their bank account this month has a $20,000 undocumentable adjustment But you can't get it back. How do you think that would go over in the average household or the average small business? I don't think that would be good. So basically, like I was saying in the previous section here, the reason I think change is needed and the reason I'm not real happy being a voter is this system is just not working. I'm not saying there's a better system available, but I know that this one is just not working right. So... Now, here we go with the business of sports. I told you I had a lot to catch up with you on, and I'm doing it now. Business of sports. Which big sporting group is having a little trouble lately? I'm thinking of the NFL. I'm not sure if you thought of that, but they've been having this big brouhaha about which players are going to stand for the flag, which ones are going to salute. I found a real interesting article that I have not heard mentioned on ESPN or any of the business stations. And I will share it with you right now. It's called Shock Report. NFL's Oakland Raiders threw game after white quarterback refused to kneel for national anthem. So I'm just going to read a little bit of this. I'm not going to say whether this is all true or not because I didn't see this game. But I'm going to read this to you just so whenever you hear. I noticed the other day on KKXX, Jerry O'Lennon's show, they were having a pretty good heated debate about this NFL thing. And this article came to mind. That's why I wanted to share it with you. A new report from the Armstrong and Getty radio show has sent shockwaves throughout the sports world after it was claimed that members of the NFL's Oakland Raiders may have purposefully allowed their star quarterback to get sacked multiple times after he refused to kneel during the national anthem. If true, this would essentially mean that an NFL football game was illegally thrown over anger that one of the team's star white players did not believe that kneeling during the nation's anthem was the correct way to protest supposed racial injustice in America. In other words, an epic level scandal. Now, I'll just interject here. The Raiders were a top team last year, The quarterback they're talking about is named Derek Carr. He was hurt in the playoff season last year, and the Raiders lost. They may have gone and done really well, but he got hurt. He's definitely their star player, and that's why this is such a shocking article, if it's true. During the anthem, I'm reading again. During the anthem, virtually the entire team was seen kneeling other than the team's coaches and star quarterback Derek Carr. Unfortunately, this may have not set well with the team's offensive line as they were apparently the players who spearheaded the entire idea to kneel as a team in the first place. Now remember also, the offensive line are the guys who protect the quarterback. Quote, this is one hell of a scandal with the NFL could ruin the whole league, claimed the show, before detailing the fact that Carr was sacked two times in a row on the team's second drive and that the team's usually dependable center, the guy who hikes the ball, snapped the ball at the wrong time in three different instances. Extremely capable receivers also made multiple weird drops of passes thrown by Carr that TV announcers even noted at the time. The radio show then revealed bombshell insider information from an extremely reliable source who claimed that members of the Oakland Raiders did indeed throw the game as a sort of punishment for Carr choosing to not use the country's anthem to make a political statement. And then the quote from one of the team's mates that they don't name is, he wants to stand alone, he can stand alone on the field, one of the team's offensive linemen said, according to the show's source. Keep in mind, the offensive line are literally the guys whose job it is to protect the quarterback, in this case, the star player who didn't kneel. Anyway, I won't go on any further on that. I mean, that's it's a business news just in the sense that could you imagine if you were an NFL owner? Those teams don't change hands very often, but when they do, it's in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And I'm not sure that if they had a sale of a big team like the Dallas Cowboys or the Green Bay Packers, it would probably be a billion-dollar asset. So uh, it's just amazing that uh, a business like the NFL that's just so popular with you know probably half the population follows part of it I don't really know I don't know the statistics but um, it's pretty amazing that a business could let themselves get tarnished like this with this stuff going on and they don't have a way to just deal with it it seems like they would have some way to get together and say hey look you know we're going to just make an announcement players aren't required to salute the flag if they don't want to and you know why make a big stink about it I don't know I just uh, I never really cared when I was a young young man. I used to go to quite a few uh, war. They were the San Francisco Warriors when I was young. Then they moved over to the Oakland Coliseum, and uh, they didn't want to name them the Oakland Warriors. They called them the Golden State Warriors. I used to go to a lot of games, and this would have been in the late '60s when I was young, and it there was no question about it. It was a very prominent thing for the black players to stay seated during the National Anthem. And I just kind of grew up knowing that, hey, some people do that. I also remember the Mexico Olympics of 1968. There's a famous picture of the one of the medal winners. He may have been the gold medal winner, a U.S. athlete of some track field meet. He is shown standing on the podium where they take their medal, where they receive their medals, and he's got his head down with his fist up, like kind of like a Black Panther thing. And I, I've grown up with all this. It doesn't shock me. It doesn't bother me. If somebody doesn't want to salute the flag, I mean, you know, I mean, you look around, uh, look around at our economy and, you know, yeah, I, I can see why people might be upset. What's, what's the flag done for them in the last 50 years? So, and I have a caller I wanted to talk with. So, um, Hello, caller. You there? Hey, is this Jim?
2: Yeah, how you doing, Harold?
0: Hey, good. How you doing?
2: Oh, this is a a discussion that I've been having at at home with my wife. We've been Warrior fans here for the last couple of years watching Steph Curry and the uh, Warriors. It's just been a a, a fun season. It makes the winter just pass so so quickly, but this recent... um, disparagement of the country over the anthem is just it's ruining it for me I I'm not gonna be able to watch warrior games it just really is' it's, uh destroying the, the fun and the beauty of the sport
0: hey I want to talk all, about all that sports. can you st- can you stick around through the break yeah sure great let's talk about that at the other side of the break we'll be right back with business buzz on kkxx stay tuned
2: Hi, this is James McDonald, Bible teacher on Walk in the Word. I can't tell you how much we appreciate radio stations like the one you're listening to right now. Without our radio partners, Walk in the Word wouldn't be, couldn't be heard each day. Be sure to contact your station and let them know how much you appreciate their ministry in your life. Walk in the Word with James McDonald, Weeknights at 6 p.m. here on KKXX.
1: Learn how you can do your part at smokybear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Hi, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner.
0: When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know?
1: I know my son gets
2: super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, and I'd be happy to drop it off. We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger near you. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back to Business Buzz. We got a caller on the line, Jim. In fact, he's been a guest before. He's a local Northern California contractor, and I'm always interested in hearing his point of view. Uh, Glad you called. You still there, Jim? Yeah. Hey, so we, you were talking about your big. You like watching the Warriors? I agree. It's really fun to have a wintertime sport on the TV sometimes when the raining outside. So tell me what you what your are they doing this? Is the NBA getting involved in this? Because I haven't been watching any sports lately. I'm working too much.
2: Well, it, it's coming, and uh, Steph, Steph, and the uh, I don't know who. Uh, I guess Kevin Davis are were turned down their. Um, option to go to the White House and uh, meet the president. I mean, it just, and they make make a big deal. It. Now, during the Obama years, some of the players didn't go, but they didn't make a big deal about it. They just didn't go. But now the, the Warriors, of all people, have turned around and made a, a big stinking deal of it, and then the White House, you know, they're not going to stand around and be uh, dissed, so they re uh, uh Recanted on the invitation, and uh, and now wait till the warrior wait, wait till basketball starts. They're all gonna they're all gonna be sitting in their seats.
0: You know just, I, that that's really that's really. I didn't even know that was all going on because um, I you know I, maybe I'm missing something, and I'm not a huge news watcher. I don't read the paper every day. Like I say, I do try to keep up with all the financial stuff, but. I, am I missing something? I mean, has the Trump administration passed some like uh, radical new rules that are hurting people? No, or, even, I, I, I don't quite understand even, all this right now.
2: Well, I think it would have died out if uh, he hadn't called attention to it on his speech. I think it was in. Oh, where was he? Um,
0: oh, you mean there, when he there, did the, when he called attention to the NFL thing lately?
2: Yeah, he called the player an S.O.B. and said,
0: "Oh, right, okay, I remember that." The
2: field, yeah, you know, I, and the, the next Sunday, everybody goes, "Oh, so that's the way it's going to be." So they all started taking a knee. Okay, I Not forgot about the fact that like a tweet, a, of,
0: a tweet started this, or a speech or something.
2: It was a speech. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He should, he should have just stayed out of it, but Trump being Trump, he's, I mean, he really does. What the rest of us feel. I mean, the rest, Colin Kaepernick, I used to love that guy when Jim Harbaugh was coaching and they were winning and, and the team was, was tight and they were fun to watch. And Kaepernick was a great quarterback, but everything kind of went south when Harbaugh was booted. Right. And then he right. got turned around in his head somehow and uh, started sitting for the national anthem. And it just,
0: well, it also, I, I believe he's, He doesn't he have a girlfriend that's kind of a radical?
2: Yeah, turned his head. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. he he thought she was more important than his, his own success, and so now he's out. So I, everybody's kind of picked it up now since Trump started uh, harping on that one guy.
0: Now I have heard that like the NFL is getting lower TV ratings now. Is that do you know is that going on?
2: Well, that's where I read uh, the uh, ratings have been going down every week, and you've got people going on YouTube burning their burning their gear. You know, they're sports gear. They're right. burning their season tickets. Okay, yeah. They're, so it's getting it's getting that, serious. I mean, yeah. There's enough people out there that just don't want to see it. They want to watch football. They don't want to hear about some grievance. It's well, million-dollar players.
0: Yeah, to be honest, get, yeah, I know. It's are, like biting the hand that feeds them. But to be honest, in my opinion, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I haven't thought about it that much. But if I were the NFL, I would probably start – showing a picture of the flag while the national anthem's playing and not bother Zooming in. And But some people seem to want this to be a big stink, don't they?
2: Well, it's funny because my take on it is that the, the news media, the, our, 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 um, our liberal leftist news media wants to sink football anyway. Right, because it's an all-amer- bang,
0: right, all-American because- stuff.
2: Yeah, they they don't like it because it, it's uh, it's uh, they they consider football players bums and misogynistic because they get their girlfriends once in a while. I mean, it doesn't happen in football any more than it happens in the you know general population. Right, but right. That's what the media focuses right. on. Right. So, the, focus so the media, the zo- so the
0: media will yeah. zoom in on all these guys kneeling and make a big deal out of it every day on TV. I guess.
2: Yeah, now it's now it's out of the owners' hands. They they can't they could. Can, they can't keep that off off right. the uh, air. Right. They've already got than, the contract uh, they right. the game itself. They've already
0: I mean, signed all the TV deals, so that's that's yeah. that. Yeah, wow. That you know, it's kind of serious because I did grow up in a family where my dad was an absolute forty nine er nut, and I spent my whole young life going to Raider and forty nine er games pretty much every weekend. And yeah. I just loved NFL football. I've never been a huge sports fan of baseball or hockey or anything, but I've always loved the NFL football, and like I say, when I was a kid, I used to go to quite a few Warrior games, and a lot of the black players just stayed seated, and I just figured, well, you know, it's a free country, blah, 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 but uh, it doesn't bother me personally what they think. I had a real fun
2: talk with Richard about this, too, and neither neither one of us wants to see that right to Neal. Go ahead, Neil. but I'm not going to watch your game.
0: Right, that's right. Yeah, you have the right (laughs) to turn the TV off
2: yeah we're going somewhere else because uh you this this is just I can't take it
0: right you right.
2: you are not worth allowing my uh blood pressure coming up 10 points <laughs> right. <Get it>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, because you, you're not paying my health care bill
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 you millionaires. I mean it's so and the mo- the money is just, just
0: the money's it's crazy. I just saw that the baseball player got uh something like 250 million for five years.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, these guys, these guys make a lot of money, and the way I've heard it, you know, and everybody says, well, teachers should make more money. Well, okay, yeah, but how many people can teach out there versus how many, how many can hit a hundred mile an hour fastball?
0: You're right. I mean, there's
2: there's only a few people in the world that can even come close to a hundred mile an hour. Right. Fastball. I've Let always been like, adm- there and take it.
0: I've always admired yeah. the way professional sports is sort of a uh, free market deal where the best players do find the majors. You know what I mean?
2: Absolutely, I mean, you got to have the statistics. You're not getting on the field, right, you'll never get to right, offer.
0: Right, as opposed to things like the entertainment and the music industry, where I think there's a lot of super talented people that'll just never get a chance in that system. But with sports, it does seem like the good players do make it into the league. I would, I would imagine.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. When when you're a, when you're a talented athlete, you definitely become a super. You become a super individual, and people are recruited.
0: So as a, as a barometer, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions because, you know, you're a really smart guy, and I just want to know a couple of things. I'm yeah. going to throw a couple out. Will you, if this brouhaha keeps getting done like this, will you watch less NBA games?
2: Oh, I'm not going to watch any of them.
0: Oh, wow. What about NFL? I will NF- find something
2: else to do. I okay. watch too much TV as it is. Right, so right. That's right. a good thing to eliminate right there.
0: Yeah, it doesn't hurt to do less. I know once in a while I'll finally have a chance to sit down and watch two or three hours of a football game. And after, afterwards, unless it's a really great game and all that, I'm thinking, I cannot believe I spent three hours sitting there. Look at what I could have done.
2: Oh, absolutely! In those three Look hours. at your life. You know, back over the, the years that you spent watching professional sports, I could have learned another language. I could have taught myself <laughs> right. the piano. I mean, <laughs> right. you, you just start <laughs> yeah. eating up on yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's that's really for, true for, <laughs> yeah. for slacking for half of your life.
0: Hey, while you're on the line, did you hear my article about the twenty one trillion missing? No, I missed that. Okay, one. darn it. Well, anyway, I was just wondering what your opinion would be of that, but we'll get to that some other time. So, yeah. um, hey, while you're on the line, can I ask you a couple business questions? Sure. How's the, uh, you do a lot of remodeling and construction contracting work. How do things yes. look right now compared to a couple months ago? Because I know you were kind of of the opinion that the real estate market was healthy, looking good. What's going on right now?
2: Well, the uh, the market in the entry-level zone, like uh, under 250000 here in Chico, is still extremely uh um, vibrant
0: right they're homes getting sold are really getting quick
2: multiple offers wow and there's lots of stuff between 250 and 300,000 there's quite a bit and over 300,000 there is a lot of property out there it seems to be on the uh, weighted on the entry level scale I don't see a lot of stuff you know there's not a lot of overbidding for uh, homes in the 300 to 500,000 range I just don't see that
0: oh, okay and then uh, do you still have people calling for like remodel quotes and bids on on house work right now?
2: Yes, every every uh almost every day I get okay. a call for for uh so it's new still... windows, door installations, uh, you know, all kinds of roof work, walls, whatever people are interested, garages. Right.
0: right. So you know. do see some activity there. Do you, do you get the feeling are people using like home equity for all this or are they just kind of spending some cash they've had sitting around. Do you ever get a feel for that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been paid in cash a few times this year, uh, more so than ever.
0: And But do you think they're getting it from their bank account or from like a new home equity since the prices have gone up?
2: Well, that's a great question. You know, I don't I mean, ask. you don't always know.
0: Yeah, it's really not your business, but I, I just yeah. wondered if you were kind of feeling that out a little bit. But uh, Every
2: now and then, people will, will volunteer with their... You know, they'll let me know that they're... Their start time is based on uh, some loan that they're applying for, and there are some of that, but uh, the majority of it I don't know. Right, I, right. I don't know where
0: it's coming from. Right, but but the market's still looking kind of good now. But the seasonality of the with the winter coming, now those years where there was like a drought, did you notice that your business didn't slow down as much as like last year when there was tons of rain, or is it that uh, seasonal for you?
2: Yeah, last year when it started raining, it just it did it threw a wet blanket on the uh it, it became a typical winter
0: right right but, but the winters but, before that having a drought you probably saw less of the of that slowdown is that right
2: yeah i was able a couple of years in there i think uh 2014 uh 2015 i worked through both winters because it was so dry
0: right right and, yeah and
2: people went oh, i guess it's not gonna rain let's get going on that deck and it, right. it happened a lot
0: yeah. right yeah that's really good wow well i'm so glad you called in and uh you know, I've, I'm, I've got to check into this NFL-NBA stuff more because I really haven't kept up on that news. But, uh, man, I feel sorry for – I don't feel sorry for the owners of the teams. I can't believe that they didn't figure out a way to corral this problem and just figure out a way to get rid of it. But maybe there is no way to get rid of it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It, it may be part of sports now because once the players have it in their minds that this is really what matters – uh, is, they're independent now. They get, they've got their money. They've got their contracts. And uh, if somebody, you know, if, if one team is willing to let a, a malcontent go, somebody else might hire them. So the NFL is going to have to say, well, look, if you, if you got let go for disrespecting the flag, then you're out of football. You're done.
0: Well, now We're not going to hire you. The other thing I was thinking about, did you hear when I was reading about the Raider story?
2: Yes, oh that's horrifying. Yeah, and you know the if other thing true, The other thing oh, is that if is that's true it's worst. terrible
0: but what about the fact that the NFL betting is the biggest betting thing in the whole casino? It's like billions of dollars a year get bet on all these NFL games constantly. Could oh, yeah. You, could you imagine if you're, ga- giant if you're a gambler? If you're a gambler and you hear that they lost because of that? I mean, you're going to oh, want to you're going to yeah. want to do worse than the the Mandalay Bay thing and that was yeah, a whole, I mean, if, yeah,
2: yeah it, it, it's,
0: it's it, things it's are changing really quick here. But I'm pretty amazed, if it's true, and I'm not saying it is because I can't prove yeah. it, yeah. if it's true, I am shocked yeah. that those yeah. NFL players would ever take it as far as messing up a game over it. I mean, that's unbelievable.
2: Well, the leagues, leagues in general have fought really hard against uh, the influences of gambling and if that's the case, if the player is actually through the game, oh, this, this is disastrous. Right, right. Um, But like you said, I, I don't know that. I, this, this I would hadn't make even pe- heard it until you start talking about it, because I'm not a Raider fan. I'm to ma- check with my buddies who are Raider fans. This, down would down make, this
0: would make Pete Rose look like a jaywalker.
2: Oh, this is, this is minor <laughs> yeah. compared to what he did. <laughs> right. Hey, you we'll know, talk soon, Joe.
0: Hey, thanks a lot, Jim. Thanks for calling. So Business Buzz is about to sign off for today. I had a couple more articles I was going to share with you, but I'm not sure when I'll get to that, but I'm back on Tuesday and Thursday from 3 to 4. I want you to listen in whenever you can. And if you ever need any kind of second opinion with investments, tax preparation, tax planning, whatever you need, uh, I'm Harold Littlejohns. I'm a CPA. Same location for 27 years, 1208 Mangrove Avenue, And I always tell people right next door to Jiffy Lube, that's the easy way to find my office. And if you call me at 895-3353, I'd be happy to help you as a good second opinion person. I can also help you with any tax planning you need, estate planning, and whatever you need to do. I've pretty much seen it all. I've been a CPA now for almost 30 years, I've been doing taxes for over 30 years, and it's just been an incredible learning experience. It every day I get something new that I haven't seen before, and it's just really exciting. So, call me. You can also email me Harold at hlittlejohn.com, and I'd really be happy to talk with you. I've